You're listening to Trademarks Made Easy. Trademarks Made Easy is the podcast focused on helping brand owners in the e-commerce space. With your host, Susie Hickson, the private label lawyer. But don't worry, you won't find too much legalese here. Well, hey there. I'm your host, Susie Hickson, also known as the private label lawyer. In today's episode, I'm going to fill you in on one of the little known secrets of the private label industry that can really give you an incredible edge. You don't want to miss this. So grab a pen and a piece of paper and let's take notes. Yes, I like it old school. So everyone judges books by their covers. I'm sure you know this, despite what our grade school librarian advised. We're constantly bombarded by tons of products and advertising and marketing to the point where we're simply not mentally equipped to pay attention to everything in front of our eyes on a daily basis. People just don't realize the extent that they're bombarded by brands and brand names and trademarks every single day. And actually the world is just saturated with brand names. If you are driving down the road and maybe you're on the interstate and you get off in the interstate and exit, you're going to see all kinds of signs for gas stations and restaurants and shopping. And really our brains are working overtime to really try to figure out what's worth paying attention to and what's not. And we don't even really consciously realize this. Our brains are doing a mental triage. Our brains are like setting up these little mental tasks and tests to take information bits like what a product is named in order to instantly decide whether it's worth paying attention to or not. And all of this is happening in our brains in milliseconds. So with such a small window to catch someone's attention, the brand name that you select for your private label product or, or anything that you're doing, any business name or product or service, it's critical. Don't overlook this element. It's really just as critical as product selection. Don't let any of these so-called gurus try to tell you otherwise. If you're not in this as a fly-by-night business, then you really wanna pay attention to this. Really, if brand names didn't exist, we could spend hours staring at the options in the cat food aisle. I mean, how would we distinguish? How would we know what our precious little fuzz nugget preferred? Like, does our little fuzz nugget prefer fancy feast or kitten caboodle? We really wouldn't know unless brand names are associated with these products. A brand name is a super compact way to carry a whole lot of information. So a good brand name can really capture people's attention instantly, and it can leave them wanting to learn more about you and your products and your company. That is the source of those products. And 
we know that source via the trademark. The brand name that you choose will conjure up some type of feeling or emotion that relates back to the product. So again, the brand name or your trademark acts as an anchor from the product itself to your overall brand. Now, even if the consumer isn't yet familiar with your brand, and it's the consumer's first impression and first experience with your trademark and brand name and brand out in the wild, the right brand name will hopefully conjure up some type of positive emotion in the mind of the consumer. Now, I want you to have the tools to develop a brand name that conjures up the right emotion. That is, it's great from a marketing perspective. So we're not even really thinking about the legal stuff right now. I can help you with that down the road, but I think it's so important to select or create a brand name that's gonna be completely rad for you from the marketing perspective. And we can address the legal perspective at some other time. But right now, I want you to really get in the mental process of selecting these strong brand names. So while theory can help you in some circumstances, it's so important for you to create multiple strong brand names when you're going through the creative process. And you want these brand names to be strong from number one, the creative or the marketing side, and also number two, from the legal side. As for brand names that are awesome from the marketing side, at the end of the day, you want your customers, your prospective customers to smile. You want some type of emotional reaction conjured up in the consumer. The right brand name will be cool and interesting. And again, hopefully it will make people laugh or smile. And that way, people will remember you. So no matter what you're selling, whether it's a product or a service, eliciting some type of emotional reaction, preferably a positive one, preferably a smile from your ideal customer, your target market, it's almost always the right emotion. And it will almost always get those consumers coming back for more. I want you to already start thinking about emotional impact that brand names have on us. Think about that and what you experience when you see certain brand names every day. How do they impact you personally? Everyone talks about the importance of product selection and it's not just about product selection and here's the secret, here's the key. It's also about selecting a really strong trademark or brand name for those products. And I just said selecting, and I really didn't mean to say selecting. I should have said creating, because the best brand names are created. They're not just selected. Now, you might hear me say brand name and trademark interchangeably. And when I do that, that's, that's okay. They're, I'm using them in the same way, brand name, trademark but a brand is different than a trademark. And I will talk about that in a couple of minutes. So why are we here? Why are we talking about trademarks? What's the importance? Why is there so much interest? 
Now remember, selecting a strong trademark from both that legal and marketing perspective is more important now than ever. And there are several considerations. And so I'd like to talk about Amazon first. Even though I harp on the fact that I do not want people to have Amazon-centric businesses, please do not build your business solely utilizing Amazon as your platform. Amazon is rented space. Amazon is your landlord. Look at a lot of different platforms to sell your products and to offer your services. Now, there are some considerations that I want you to think about though, when it comes to Amazon. Jeff Bezos once said, your margin is my opportunity. So Mr. Bezos doesn't really care about you or brands other than his own. He cares about his platform. He cares about Amazon. And I want you to remember that Amazon's not here to help you protect your brand or your brand name. They're not here to help you enforce. Amazon is not your friend. It does not exist to help you sell a product. It is a machine that exists to make a profit. And the platform doesn't care about me as a consumer or you as a seller. The fact is, Amazon is just gonna do very little in terms of helping you protect your brand. And that's up to you as a brand owner. It's up to me as a trademark attorney who has clients who are brand owners. Now, you really need to closely monitor your trademark and enforce it when and where necessary, depending, of course, on the type of infringement that you're, you're encountering. You're also gonna wanna tightly control those distribution channels. If you haven't already started controlling distribution channels, make sure you start integrating that right now. Otherwise, those products might end up in stuffy and stifling garages. Your products might be damaged and that is going to end up harming your hard-earned brand equity. So the control of distribution channels is really for another conversation and something that I might visit in another podcast, but it's really worth keeping in mind at any stage of your process, the earlier, the better. And when I look at product distribution, where it's important to me is the protection of brand integrity. Just always remember that yesterday was the best time to plant a new tree. And if you didn't do it yesterday, the next best time is right now. And the same goes for control of your distribution channels. It's more difficult to control your brand on Amazon now than ever. And so all of this kind of ties together. So bear with me. Unfortunately, just by the nature of the way the platform is set up, Amazon will serve or will help undermine your hard-earned brand equity. And basically that's because of the way the platform is set up and permits multiple sellers to sell the same product on a single listing. To even think about controlling your brand on Amazon, you have to stand out. And of course there's a risk to standing out. Have you ever told a joke and no one laughed? <laughs> yeah, me too. It's really embarrassing. It's happened multiple times. But there's a bigger risk when you don't stand out with your brand name in the private label world and on Amazon. Naming and positioning and marketing, it's all about consumer engagement and getting people's attention to the point where they actually send you something in exchange 
for your product, money, right? There is nothing engaging about a name that makes you sound like everyone else. And it makes it more difficult for you to stand out. So the importance of selecting a strong and viable trademark goes well beyond Amazon. And I want you to be thinking well above and beyond the life of Amazon. Again, please don't fall into that trap of forming an Amazon-centric business. Focus on brand building, not Amazon business building. So way back in 2017, there was a study done that nearly 50% of Amazon shoppers reported that they were open to occasionally or frequently trying new products or brands on Amazon. And in 2018, the same survey found that nearly 80% of shoppers use Amazon to discover new products or brands. And I think that we're going to see this trend continue on end to 2020 and beyond. And even more brands, these smaller brands are going to have an opportunity to steal some market share from big brands. Now, this isn't just a call to arms for bigger brands to consider their Amazon strategy. It really means that smaller brands, maybe like yours, now have that opportunity to break into verticals that had previously been impenetrable. You can't ignore the fact that your already loyal customers are most likely shopping on Amazon. And further, it appears that shoppers are now using that platform, the Amazon platform, now more than ever to discover new brands. What does that mean? It means that it's your time to shine in the sea of garlic presses. But guess what? You cannot do this if you have a weak brand name, a weak trademark. Furthermore, to really be able to take advantage of Amazon's tools to help brand owners, you must have your trademark registered. Content optimization is extremely important on Amazon. It's important to get found. It's important to have consumers sticking or staying on your page. It's important when it comes to IP protection. Brands that aren't taking advantage of Amazon's programs, such as enhanced brand content, Amazon's brand registry program, transparency, Project Zero, they're going to fall behind. Sellers need to also be ready to take advantage of any Amazon tools that the company offers. And to do this, it seems like you're going to have to have your trademark registered on the principal register. Do you want to remove counterfeiters from Amazon? Well, guess what? You better have that trademark registered. And guess what? The stronger your brand name, the easier it is to get registered. Nearly 70% of Amazon shoppers are either moderately or very concerned about counterfeit products on Amazon. But at the end of the day, I feel like so many Amazon consumers just aren't aware of how pervasive the problem is. Still further, not only must you compete with all the other garlic presses out there, but Amazon is starting its own private label brands that we must compete with. So make sure you pay attention to that. The most important thing brands can do is take responsibility and actively and proactively police their own brands. Understanding that Amazon is not going to do it for you. 
the vast majority of brand protection issues we see on Amazon are actually not even counterfeit. They're unauthorized sellers of authentic products, which is a huge difference. And they're both terribly problematic for brand owners. Unfortunately, sellers tend to use that term counterfeit to refer to anything that they don't like or that they didn't authorize. But if some other seller is able to obtain quote-unquote authentic inventory of a brand's product, then it's because the brand has some type of leakage in their supply chain. So guess what? Let's go back to those distribution agreements. So active monitoring, cease and desist letters, properly written and policed limited distribution agreements, and ardent legal action are all arrows in the quiver of a truly committed brand. However, these arrows must be strong. They cannot be if you have a weak trademark. So another reason that I want to talk about the importance of having a strong trademark that goes beyond Amazon is that a distinctive brand name will help alleviate the pain of competing solely on price. Not only will you hopefully be able to help keep third parties off of your Amazon listings and avoid those crazy penny repricers, but you'll also develop a loyal customer who continues to look for your trusted brand name, either off or on Amazon, and they'll continue to purchase from you regardless of your pricing. When a brand is loved, price does not matter to those who love it. So do not compete on pricing. It's always a race to the bottom. Your strong trademark is going to be your vehicle that prevents this race to the bottom. Do not fall into that pricing trap on Amazon or anywhere for that matter. With the proper brand name in place, the proper trademark and the proper branding to back it up and solid products, of course, you're not going to have to worry about this. Remember, the best product does not always win. The best, most well-known product or the best, most well-known brand wins. Do you think that McDonald's provides the best product? No. There are other better hamburgers out there, right? But McDonald's is well-loved by many, and you know what you're going to get pretty much any McDonald's you go into. So remember, a strong trademark is important for Amazon, but you should build a brand and brand name that can survive across a lot of channels. Another consideration is that a great trademark will help you establish loyal customers looking for you and your products. Consumers enjoy brand names that surprise and entertain us. Trademarks that make the consumer smile are infectious. They're the ones that consumers talk about and tweet about and share on social media and repeat. Because guess what? At the end of the day, we love to make our friends and family and acquaintances smile too. When people say they sell their products through word of mouth marketing, what does that actually mean? Well, guess what? It means that what is actually being passed from one person to the other is a brand name. And remember, you want to get that brand name. You want to create that brand name 
that stands out and says you are not afraid to stand out. Now, before I wrap up, there's one more thing I want to talk about, and I think it's a common misconception. And I hear the term brand and trademark used a lot interchangeably, but they should not be used interchangeably. Brand name and trademark can be used interchangeably, but a brand is different than a trademark. A trademark is a single element or symbol of your overall brand, and it acts as a source indicator, and it serves to distinguish your tangible products from others. A trademark can be a brand name, as I've mentioned, like some type of standard character text, like the word Skype or the word Nike. Now, when you see the word Nike on a gym bag, you know that gym bag was produced by the Nike company. A trademark can actually be any design symbol or insignia, like that Nike swoosh. So when you see that iconic swoosh on a pair of tennis shoes, you know that those tennis shoes came from Nike company. You know the source of those tennis shoes. You know the source of those tennis shoes is not Adidas. When you're driving down the interstate and you're craving a latte and you see that Starbucks logo on the side of the road, with that mermaid design, maybe you don't even see the words attached. Maybe you just see the green mermaid. When you see that, if you love Starbucks, you're going to get really excited and you're going to want that experience of going into a Starbucks store. And you're like, oh my gosh, just a couple more miles up the road. I'm going to get to go into that Starbucks and get my caffeine fix. And I know what to expect when I go into that store and have that experience. Now you're going to know if you're in LA or San Francisco or Atlanta or Chicago, that your experience when you go into that Starbucks, it's going to be pretty similar. You know what it's going to, what it's going to look like, what it's going to feel like. Now that Starbucks symbol, the trademark, the mermaid, that's that anchor or the tether to the overall brand of Starbucks. So that brings me to what is the brand? The brand elicits a feeling once consumers have experienced the products or at least the marketing efforts. It's an umbrella of the following, the brand name, the trademark, including logos or word marks and other source indicators, the story, packaging, messaging, look and feel, the visual imagery, the identity, the image, the personality, the character, the culture, and the essence. So when you see a trademark that you're already familiar with, it will likely conjure up some feelings inside of you. So consider how do some of these brand names make you feel when I mention them? Virgin Atlantic. Now that's a wildly successful airline. It's unique and fun and funky. What about Value Jet? This is a now defunct airline that had systemic safety issues um, and a pretty tragic airline crash back in the 90s. And for me, just hearing it kind of makes my stomach turn. So they actually ended up rebranding. What do you think about when you hear the word Mercedes Benz? I think fancy, luxury. What about the word Enron? Now, if you're millennial, you might not be super familiar <laughs> with this term, but if you're a little bit older, 
I don't know about you guys, but when I think about Enron, I think about big evil corporation. What about Dollar General? I think budget friendly. What about Whole Foods? I think about Whole Paycheck. See how these trademarks that I just mentioned, these brand names, tend to elicit some type of feeling inside of us? Now, it's not the same for everyone, but at the end of the days, companies want the brand to be positive, hence why sometimes brands will, or companies will go through a name change. But the actual underlying messaging might be a little bit different, right? So budget-friendly, you got your Dollar General exclusive, your, your Mercedes-Benz. Your branding is intangible. It's that feeling that your customer has after engaging with your products and your marketing efforts. Again, you want customers to have a positive feeling, but the specifics of that messaging could be different depending on your products, your price point, your target customer, and other variables. A brand is a set of promises, value, expectation, and reassurances made by businesses to its target clientele. And again, people who love Starbucks generally know what to expect when they go into a Starbucks, whether it's in Austin, Texas, or Dubai. The brand promises consistency and quality as well as any other brand values that that particular company promotes. And again, think about some of these other stores that you go into and the feelings that are conjured within you. The Disney store, the Apple store. What about Ikea? What about a Walmart? So wherever you go across the world, the branding in these establishments are gonna be pretty similar. A McDonald's in Jackson Hole, Wyoming will be the same as a McDonald's pretty much in Beijing. Now there are exceptions. When you see those double arches, which again is a famous iconic trademark, that image is essentially functioning as a brain tattoo. And you know that you're gonna get similar Chicken McNuggets no matter where you go. So let's go back to talking about trademarks specifically. So remember a trademark or brand name is that single element of your overall brand and it acts as a source indicator and serves to distinguish your tangible products from others. I'm driving down the road and I look at the car next to me and I see a blue and white logo on the rims. What is it? I know that that car came from BMW. So I'm at the liquor store and I see this bottle with red wax poured on top of it. It's maker's mark. That red wax poured over a bottle of bourbon, that's actually a registered trademark because it acts as a source indicator. What about the word Chiquita? We think about bananas, right? We think about the Chiquita Banana Company. So have you ever woken up on Christmas morning and saw a little blue box under the Christmas tree? Well, I haven't had this happen to me ever, but I've heard it happens to some people. And that little blue box with the white bow on it, a lot of us know that that came from Tiffany and Company. That that piece of jewelry in there is a Tiffany and Company piece. And that color, that robin's egg blue, is a trademark for Tiffany and Company because it acts as a source indicator. So how cool is that? So let's get all mental about this. I love, I love the psychology behind this. 
Remember that your trademark presents that immediate impression to people even before they experience your brand. And it's the store of the entire experience people have with your brand. Your trademark is a brain tattoo. Now the overall brand, it has that emotional connection with their trademark, good or bad, and your trademark as the tattoo, it's that anchor or the tether to the overall brand experience. So when people have a great experience with your product, they think of that great experience every time they see or hear your trademark. They have a negative experience, your trademark might remind them of it. Remember, your trademark is the anchor to the overall brand experience. The trademark, your standard character brand name or your design logo or your Tiffany blue or your maker's mark wax. Remember, that's the vessel for holding the entire story, the entire brand experience. Now, I want to make sure that you understand how trademarks are a subset of the overall brand. And I want this to really be driven home into your brain about how these trademarks act as brain tattoos. So if you go to trademarkquickstart.com, there is a free download there for you that has a little quiz as well as a lot of the key terms with respect to online selling, trademarks, and branding. So I hope that you found all of this information helpful. And I wanna thank you so much for tuning in for this episode. I really hope you loved it and I hope you found it a value. And so make sure you go grab trademarkquickstart.com, grab your free download, and remember, never stop learning. Thanks for listening to Trademarks Made Easy with Susie Hickson, the private label lawyer. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe anywhere you find podcasts or at theprivatelabellawyer.com. Remember, the information provided in the Trademarks Made Easy podcast should not be construed as legal advice. It's for informational and entertainment purposes only. It should not be considered a substitute for legal advice. Also, I'm not your attorney. You should engage with an attorney to discuss your specific legal issues. And finally, while I have taken precautions to ensure that the content of my podcast is current and accurate, Errors can occur, and thankfully, like us, the laws are ever-evolving.